that truck, drunk, pissy. Sipping whizzy while she smoking sticky. Pumping big buns so loud, you know the Bronx. When we fuck with me, come from them uptown avenues. With them hustlers that make bread, serving more than a bird or two. If we never heard of you, it's nothing to discuss. And life's a bitch that I love to fuck for the rush. Yeah. They don't get it, set to sell with the bucks. Might as well spend it up, nothing in life's ever enough, huh? If you came from the bottom. None of these niggas want a problem. Cause we out here getting money. Work hard, play hard with the money. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rick H. Gang, 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 gang. Joined by Craze Boogie in the whatever screen you're looking at. What's up, y'all? Jayla Sandoval. What's up, y'all? Oh, we don't get the. It's too chica, Jayla. In her intro. <laughs> I'm in quarantine right now. Tuchika Jayla's in quarantine. And the star celebrity of the show, Benny Banks, freshly shaven Benny Banks. Yeah, he's he's giving us different vibes today. Yeah, last week he was off. He took the week off, you know, but he's here. I was there. He was there. I was there in spirit. As old, you were there, but he, you know, he was like laying down on his bed, cuddled with the pillow. You know, he's been in his feelings. Quarantine's got Benny all up in his feelings, bro. I, I can't wait to have party he's Benny drinking. back. Bro, I, like I, have, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be in my house anymore, bro. <laughs> so, this is your escape right mm-hmm. now. You're in, you're in a different world right now. Right now always, look- I'm not in, the, I'm, in my, I'm in my room right now, bro. I'm not in a different world. <laughs> The show is produced by Trees Productions on the bottom corner. And our photography is done by the talented Clarence Wright III, who shall remain anonymous, I guess. <laughs> he's not going to show his photo. Yeah, we hear he, he's, he's too cool to be in video. We're going we gonna to show some photography today. So how have you guys been? It's been a week since we talked. Oh... Well, apparently the good goal is that we're all still talking to each other and alive. So, I mean, goals, accomplishments of the week, guys. I'm here. And some good news, you know, the numbers are starting to come down as far as people that are being uh, testing positive and that are going to the hospitals. So that's very small good news. On the bad news, it is getting closer to home because of a couple people that I've known have actually passed away from COVID-19 and that's wild to me like that's that's crazy you know we had a co-worker that retired six months ago that what go ahead you're casual about that I'm it's not casual it's just like people don't take this shit as serious as it should as they should who's the co-worker we lost a co-worker and her husband is in ICU right now yeah oh shit they yeah, so wait, who? Uh, she retired six months ago. I'll tell you guys off. Uh, so basically, this show is to escape from that bullshit. I know everybody's locked up in their house, but we want to know what Craze Boogie's been drawing. <laughs> Yo, so I, <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been doing a keeping man. Uh, I don't know, bro. I think this this quarantine is getting to me now. Third, week three is like I'm losing my fucking marbles in my stuff. Uh, I did go out this weekend. I went for like a little walk, a little up in uh, Bronxville. So I, I drove out 
to like a place where there's not a lot of people and took a little walk. Um, just because I needed to get the fuck out of my house. I did that on Saturday. Um, but since then, you know, I, I've literally been fucking sleeping and watching Mad Netflix. I, I've been watching Mad Shit. I watched Tiger King. And okay. I recommend Good. Fired. Good. Um, right. We're watching what? some other. Aerie Spears just watched Tiger King today, so we could talk oh, about when he comes great. on. We gotta holler at him about that. Banks, what the fuck you been doing? This nigga been out the crib. Been working. Yo, I I worked today. I've been biking and shit. I've been trying to run and walk and. I try hey. to stay active, bro. So I have a serious question. Out of all of us here, the one essential worker is Benny. Right now. Um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> else is collecting unemployment. No, wow. so if if I, if my wife wasn't pregnant, I would be working too. But she is, and I'm able to work from home, so I work from home. The crazy I'm like, I'm still getting paid, but they like a few people tested positive in the building where I work, so they're not letting anybody back until um April 15th. Oh, wow, um, like at all in the whole building. And so, some people are working from home right now, they just be like, Yo, just stay home. And I'm getting paid, so I'm not really worried That's about the it. blessing, though. Yeah, yep. so you know, like, but this, well, this unemployment is no joke, not me, I'm getting with unemployment, y'all. <laughs> I've been waiting online. I got my scheduled hours. I got alarm clock set. Like it's real out here. You need to go get some fucking CBD, bro. You need to go get some groceries. That shit. That's now's the time. If you're not, if you're not, like now's the time. First in the fifteen, bro. Yeah, but people are people are having trouble getting unemployment and calling. No, you can't even get on the websites. Yo, this shit says I'm running out of time. What's this? Wait, hold on a second. What is going on? What do you Wait mean we only have nine minutes left? It's preposterous. Ah, uh, this can't be. You want to start a note? Look, even your screen no, behind no. you went black. No, what no. happened? Oh, we oh, got to go. That's the 5G stuff. That's the 5G. Yeah, got, oh, yeah. shit, he dropped his beer. Uh, Yo, no. what is going on at your crib right now, Rick? Everything. What, what happened? You getting hacked right now? Crazy, what yeah, happened? Yo, y'all heard about yeah, that man. 5G that they give, they give people think that 5G is giving coronavirus? That's yeah. the dumbest word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to have to start this over again then because it says. Well, no, so we could, so like, we could pick up right here. Where right. you want? Yeah, I can, I can uh, cut this. I'm going to stop right now and I'm going to re-get in again. That was really weird though because your screen's back to normal. Yeah, because. What we were talking about? Oh, Benny, Benny was updating us. He said he'd be Benny was me. saying G, 5G gives you coronavirus. 5G gives you coronavirus, 100%. It does? Yeah. I heard about that shit. Because download, they put those 5G things up, and uh, it's been giving people coronavirus, man. <laughs> That's what people are saying, man. That's what's going on in the world. Legend. I'm just updating Yama. I never came back. Fucking five G, bro, and this Tiger King thing is a distraction. That's a distraction. It's a distraction. They threw out that Tiger King for the distraction. Benny Banks is more five G antennas. The Tiger King works for the CIA. Maybe. So that's why during coronavirus they took him out of the jail because you know he served his purpose. They took him out of jail already. 
Apparently, he's quarantined somewhere else because he might have coronavirus. Oh, that shit. means all the 5G things are up. Yep. So more people are going to die um, now. Ari's birthday was March, April 3rd, so you could say happy belated birthday. Aries is an Aries. Is that probably why Jessica his name Jessica Navarro just sent me that scoop from the bedroom. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Got the fucking team back there working too? Like doing. He's got, he's got his writers in the back. Got my writers too, Kevin Hart. So what happened to Clarence? He decided not to come back? I think he, he probably didn't. Like you. When you no, he just said me. He was like, yo, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, y'all are talking too much shit. Yeah, that's what he said. JT, what you been doing, bro? Since in the quarantine. Yeah, I've been doing anything. Week, week three. I've been editing these episodes. Editing, bro. Yeah. Working right Yo, are you really in the dark like that, bro? Wait, no, I just have it. I have that. What is no, that? The background. It's the background. You could change the background. See? I don't know how to do that shit. Oh, I texted you guys, and you guys got the. Yes, sir. Oh, you could do it, Benny. You go to video, and on video, you could change. It's called the. Uh, virtual background. Virtual background. Oh, I'm doing it on my phone. Virtual. Yeah, you can do. I think you can do well, it. That's Brown. Yeah, he's in the train. Crazy shit. Yo, he's on the train. Who? Clarence? <laughs> Great. <laughs> You're going to get coronavirus. <laughs> Who is this lady wilding out on the train? Why are people still going crazy on the train, bro? Just just stay on the train. Yo, no. on homeless people, people panhandling on the train? They I feel what? bad for them now. There's only like six people on the train. Yeah, I can't. Like you're not making no money. Damn. You weren't making money before. But now I feel bad. And I never carry cash, so I can't give them shit. Oh, Benny. I think that's what I'm about the panhandlers. I got a dollar, bro. I'll give it to you tomorrow. You give them? I'll give it to you. You give it to them. Worried about his I probably won't give it to them though. Oh, You're probably like, well, I need this. I'll tell you that I gave it to them, though. And he's going to take that shit and buy a patelito. Mm, well, I mean, at least I'll go for something worth it. Yo, are, do, are you one of those people that you, if you got money in your pocket, you'll think about giving them, but you're like, nah, I'd rather hold this to buy a soda later? <laughs> um, let's go. Let's, let's, let's do that, like, that question. Who, Craze, would you give money? Um, you know, sometimes I do. It depends, bro. I don't know. I feel like it depends oh. on. Aries it depends on their energy. On. And yeah. his phone is coming on. So our guest for today is Aries Spears. He's joining us in a second. Uh, this uh thing takes a while to load up. Is it happening? You got, you got to send him the password or some shit? Or let him on? Yeah, I had to do all of that. We were talking about like the security measures that they've been taking now. So basically, um, Zoom, right? Zoom, which is the name of this app. Shout out to Zoom. Shout out to Zoom. Zoom, basically, uh, they were getting hacked because this is how they were doing kids, kids' like schoolwork and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and I heard they were putting up like, Backgrounds with like corn and shit on it. Yeah. 
So that should be funny. Basically, <laughs> they had to. Uh... Hold on a second. Little kids, though. Huh? It was little kids that was hacking that shit. We're just drunk over there, bro. No, I'm not. I'm trying to work on this login. Rick is fucking drunk, man. Look at him. Look, I know his eyes. <laughs> nah. You know, I, nah, bro. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. But that's the last time you gave a homeless person a dollar. <laughs> question. It's definitely been over 20-something days since quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> what about you know, a sandwich? I, I just really do, bro. Like, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. You know, I, I, what I do do is, like, the kids that are selling um, candy and shit on the train. Uh, yeah, us, fruit snacks. Usually we'll buy a snack for them. Um, yeah. One, because I love snacks. Num- and number two, because I see little little kids, like, hustling like that. I, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like that's... Oh, wait, wait, wait. What happened to him? Did he, did he leave? Had to come back in. I guess this is the worst app thing. No, but the worst panhandlers are the ones where you, even if you got some change, you'd be giving it to them. That happened. It's like, and then they just throw it on the floor. Like, that's not enough. Like, bro, you're the one asking for money. Somebody throws the change on the floor? Yeah. You're getting dead. The audio's connecting. I don't care if you're homeless. Oh, oh, no. Aries. Hey, hey, yo, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's going on? Oh, I'm just trying to make sure I'm on the right uh yeah, I'm you're on the right thing here. Like you're on the right show. Uh you just have yeah, to but turn I, the video on. Turn what on? The video. Your camp your video on. Okay, I thought it was on. I'm trying to. Well, how do I do that? We can hear you clearly at the. Uh, if you're on your phone, at the bottom left corner, I think it says video and audio next to each other. You just would have to turn the video on. Oh shit! Oh. I mean, I see when I scroll through how I see everybody's image, but I don't see where I have that option. Mm. Let me see. Because I'm on a laptop. Me too. Who else is on a phone in here? Me. So where is it, Benny, on the phone menu? Great. Uh, bro, to be honest, I just clicked on the, <laughs> the little fucking picture. I, I actually don't know how to do that shit. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Start Again, video. our only hey. thing is Benny. <laughs> Fabulous. There we go. Oh, I got it now. Welcome to the show, Ari Spears, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Yo, thank you for coming on, bro. Thank you for coming on, first of all. Second of all, happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it, brother. Team Aries, because I'm an Aries on Sunday. Ow. Oh, that's what's up. So we've been a huge fan. Uh, I listen to your podcast every Wednesday, you and Andy. Um, Me and you have been talking for a while, a couple months. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, yeah. Benny, introduce yourself. I'm yeah, Benny Ben. <laughs> Craig, introduce yourself. What's up, big bro? Uh, Craig, what are you over here from the BX? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, what's going on, man? 
you see him with Scully, right? That's he's got to be from the Bronx with that. And then our co-host Jayla. Hey, Esther Chica Jayla, because you know guys won't let me live it down if I don't say it that way. Uh, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show with me. It's actually the second time I get to talk to you. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I worked with you when you did the improv in West Palm Beach, like a couple years Woo! ago on the penthouse. Okay. Okay. Or I was in West Palm. Who's the dude with the uh, with the still picture with the smoke coming out of his nose? That's Clarence. He's our photographer. He does. Uh, he's gonna play some stills <laughs> on there, and then on the, okay. another one that's in the chat. That's our producer. He's also gonna put some stills up. You know, got you. If we would be in our normal setting, we would be live from a monkey room where we could have some drinks, have a conversation, sit down, relax. It, this is just something we have to get accustomed to. <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of coronavirus, how have you been? Um, I know you did a special a uh, couple of days. I think it was two days ago. Was it for Comedy for Relief or something like that? Was yeah, I think so. With uh, Yeah, me, Jay Farrow, Atheon Crockett, and uh, C.K. Hey, C.K. He's oh. got a fan in this chat right now. Yeah. yeah. I like Louis C.K., man. No, like not Louis C. Not, not Louis C.K., a dude oh. named C. King. Oh, oh. C. King. <laughs> Ooh, C. King. Uh, I thought it was talking about Louis C.K. I was like, yo, I'm oh, making no. a- this, this, he's, he's fucking nasty. C. King? Yeah, yeah, C. King. He did, he did his Denzel impression, which is uh, beyond ridiculous. Yeah, he did a, Aries and him were on IG Live a couple of days ago. Aries was, was playing Shaq in the movie. And Denzel's supposed to be the coach, and he's got to inspire Shaq. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, I have the clip. I'll send it to you guys. Yeah, he's bananas, man. He's also oh, be doing clips and shit. What's that? Man? Come again? Hey, you guys be doing? You guys do clips? That's from uh, the movie? No, no, no. I don't. Um, you know, most of those guys are more savvy than me when it comes to the social media thing. So. Uh, you know, they, they do that and upload all the clips and all that. So what are some things you've been doing during this, uh, the quarantine and this COVID-19 coronavirus slash you got to stay in your house and do nothing for these next yeah. weeks? Yeah, man. I, I, uh, me and Tequila have gotten very close to together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, me and Tequila have been chilling. <laughs> What's your friend? Patron? Uh, no, Tito, well, you know, Patron when I do tequila, but I meant to actually say Tito's vodka. Tito's vodka. Oh, I had a conversation with Tito's a couple days ago, including some <laughs> shots in the fridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ooh, what you been I writing? Great tequila. I, mean, I guess it's sexual, man. <laughs> say, wait, say that again? I can't drink tequila by myself, man. I get too sexual when I drink tequila. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I haven't really been by myself. Um, <laughs> at the same time, man, I'm, I'm 45 years old, so I, I don't have the pressure of feeling like I got to be with somebody. <laughs> Real, man. <laughs> so, guys, the, the uh, Tito's vodka, um, you know, everybody always gives you a scenario. If you could be locked up somewhere what would you watch what would you listen to um you being a comedian i'm pretty sure you're watching some stand-ups and you're watching some movies or some stuff 
Um, you know, I'm catching up on shows that uh, everybody been telling me about that I never really checked out. So I, I just, I, I watched the whole first season and I'm about two, two episodes into the second season of Breaking Bad. Ooh, um, oh, I yeah, seen so, that yeah, so that's, that's, that's a hot show. It still ain't my number one. My number one will for always be uh, the undisputed champ, Tony Soprano, the Sopranos. Uh, and then Ronald's yeah, walk and then, wire too. That's what I yeah, got. Yeah, and well, you know, here's the thing, and a lot of people get mad at me for saying this, especially in the black community. I think The Wire was one of the most overrated shows ever. No, uh, I like the first no. two seasons. I like the first two seasons with Idris Elba and Wood Harris, but after that, I, I kind of fell off of it. Yeah, Power is my number two show. Power, Power. Power. Yeah, yeah. Once The Wire got political, it definitely fell off in. In a lot of different ways. Yeah. You know the, the season where they focus on like the kid, like the school kids and stuff like that. That's the that yeah. Fall off a little bit more for me. Um, but yeah, that's that, that's one of my top um, like five all time shows. Um, tell me you watch Tiger Kingdom. I just, I just dude, I, I I literally literally am on episode four of season one. Like I, <laughs> if I if I flip my camera over, you could see I have it on pause on my TV right now. <laughs> My question, my only question I have to ask everybody when they watch Tiger King is, so far, what is your favorite music video? <laughs> yo, I'm going to tell you something, yo. Um, Joe got, Joe got, Joe can sing. Joe, but he mainly vanilla it. It's, it's not really him, which is. It's which, not? It's not. It's nah. not me. Okay, because I, I was saying when I was listening to him sing, I was like, yo, when he sing, he don't even seem gay. <laughs> yo, I hear a lot of I hear a lot of cowboy manage in that. Um, so now that makes sense to me. Yeah, a lot of bass. <clears throat> no, but like, what are you? Them shit, those are his tracks. I mean, uh, they... go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> But then he's about, the, about the music. Oh, I was fucking like you. Like every three people are trying to talk at the same time. You got the floor. <laughs> What's that show with like the, the there's mad is mad money or some shit? Oh, uh, mad fucking people talking at the same time, and there's like fucking shit going down at the bottom and shit. I have no clue, brother. What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> so whatever. Aries, that's Benny. Benny, that's Benny. Oh, okay, all right. Benny never paying attention on our show. That's he don't read the scripts. He don't. He don't come to the meetings. He don't know what's going on. He don't. He sound like he sound like President Trump. <laughs> I just take all the credit for everything. <laughs> so, so, so you saying on that on his show, Tiger King? That's not him vocally. That's not him. No, uh, Buzzfeed and TMZ. Put out, you know, TMZ is not really like a journalist thing, but they put out a report. Um, it's another country band that did all the music. Wow. Um, the music, but that kind of like took a piece of, of Joe Exotic away from it. Like, at least he could sing, you know? He's crazy. Wow. You know? I just really got a question on his videos. I mean, his videos are just epic. Like, yeah, it's a wild show. Um, you know, and, and you know, hat tip to white folks. I, I don't know what their 
<laughs> infatuation is with thinking that just because they name an animal Steven, that ain't a wild animal no more. Yo. <laughs> Yo, people, people fucking with tigers, like, tigers are like regular cats. cats. Like, <laughs> they not. I grew up yeah. in Harlem, and there was listen, this dude, listen. Go ahead. There was this dude in Harlem that had a tiger as a fucking <laughs> pet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that shit. In the PJ. I saw it. I saw it. He, he, he. I think it was one time the pet, the tiger, people could see the tiger from, from the, the window. bathroom window. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm like, you can't be serious with that. Oh, Listen, what? there's there's always going to be exceptions to the rule. But for the most part, you know, culturally, black folks, brown folks, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't play with wild fucking animals. Yeah, we might wear the know. shit. We'll wear the shit out some tiger socks, some niggas in Detroit. But we we that's as far as we go, baby. I mean, we come from like I'm Dominican. So my brother's Dominican. Benny's my brother, and Cray's my best friend. My brother and I, we from DR. We come from the countryside of DR. So when we in New York, we don't want to deal with no country, no wild shit. Who wants to have like a like a pet tiger as a pet? Bro. Yeah, yeah. The the idea the idea seems exotic to you. Remember, these motherfuckers can eat your torso. Yeah, bro. I'm what good. about that chick that the, the tiger bit her arm off? And she oh, come on, man. Back to work. Continues in the show like nothing happened. She's like, you might I don't have want his reputation hacked. They don't even explain that shit. Mm. Like. Man. The the chick got her arm bit off and she just keeps going like yeah I just got my arm bit off I'm good like yeah like, yeah like I said man there's there's exceptions to the rule I mean you know does every white girl have a flat ass no but we know the deal you know what I mean there's white tigers in the wild we know they exist but that ain't the normal frosted flakes you know what I mean man you're right. <laughs> And you know Netflix did everybody dirty because they had his husband take his shirt off and he has like full teeth and they made him take his teeth out. And the girl that got bit by the tiger, they made her sit next to trash to film the confessional scene. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, wow. Netflix knew what they were doing. I thought that was her crib though. Didn't they all like live on oh. the park? No, oh, man. No. Nah, she don't work there no more. Oh, man, this television thing is crazy, man. But, hey, man, if it's for good entertainment, I guess it is what it is. It's what it is, bro. Yo, how about what you listening to, bro? I'm listening to y'all. Oh, you talking about, oh, music-wise. Um, you know what, man? I, I vary, man. I, I, I could be one day listening to Michael Blue Blay. Then the next thing I know, I'm listening to, you know, X and, and Hova. Then the next thing you know, I'm listening to Randy Travis. Randy Travis. <laughs> I don't know who Randy Travis is, bro. You have to put me on. Country star. He's a country star. Country. Okay. I, I'm yeah. not really into country like that. I'm not either. I'm not either. But you know, to know thy enemy, you got to do your homework. Got to study with these well, people. Got to be well-rounded, guys. You got to man. You got to you. That's how you get them. You got to understand who you're dealing with. Thanks. Yo, do you hear? You know, um, Jeremy Renner, the dude, uh, Haw uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. 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 He dropped an album. A country album. Yeah, I never heard his music. I know he plays, but I never heard his music. Um, that shit's high. <laughs> like, Listen, if Bradley Cooper can do it. You know, like that old school, like Brian Adams type shit. 
Oh yeah, Brian Adams was my boy from Canada. You know what I'm it's kind of like yeah. you got that vibe, kind of going with it. It's not bad. Oh, that's that's that sexy, uh, raspy voice. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Sultry shit, like the sultry white. Yeah, shit. man. Yeah, nah. My man is Michael Bublé. That man is cold. Isn't is it is he on a show on Netflix with Tony Danza where he plays Tony Danza's son? What? I don't know. I never heard. <laughs> oh no, that's Josh Brolin. That's Josh Brolin. <laughs> well, you know what show I just finished watching and it's so good. The Big Big Show with the Big Show. He's like doing oh, like a family sitcom. It's oh, yeah? really funny. It was really good. I liked it. It was cute. He did a good job. Yeah, one of my one of my other favorite shows uh, that I used to watch religiously. I actually own the entire six season set with the that comes in the pink velvet uh, box. Is the Sex in the City? I see. Woo! You knew about the pink velvet box. Yo, are yeah, you, man. What are you? Are you like a Miranda or Carrie? What do you think? <laughs> you know what? My, my, I'm gonna be honest with you. You know Samantha because she's wild is, is my is my go to. But um, you know Charlotte, man, Kristen Davis, them legs and heels is bananas. <laughs> so if you don't, if you don't, Sarah Jessica Parker. But say that again. I said I never really fucked with Sarah Jessica Parker. Like her, I never really found her like that attractive. But um, Charlotte, that was my baby in that show. I don't know. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, Rick. What you were saying? You gotta watch Sarah Jessica Parker and Hocus Pocus. That's all I gotta say to you. That's uh, it was fire in Hocus Pocus. Yeah, I can't really, I, I can't really, I can't do her in a movie. But the series, the series was was one of my go tos. She was really good in Hocus Pocus. I think that was like there. It was like Hocus Pocus, Sex in the City. Like that's what you're getting. That's because she was yeah. playing. That's because she was playing a witch, man. She looks like a witch already, so it wasn't that that big of a leap. God damn, damn, Grace. Damn, son, son. You were hocus pocus too, by the way. Uh, but it never happened. <laughs> so we got Aries on the show. Um, I've been a fan since Mad TV. I'm sure you hear this all the time. Def Comedy Jam. But what put me over the top, and you might not get this all the time, was the movie The Pest. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, people Eddie refer to that as like John. a cult. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite flicks of all time. Ass, bro. We grew well, up. I appreciate it, man. What's something like? How did that come about? You being on that movie? Um, you know, I just, I, I really just auditioned for it. Um, and the, and the uh, director Paul Miller had directed a couple episodes of some other things I had done. Mm -hmm. uh, so, long story short, he just, he, I just won, won out the role in an audition. He wanted me and and uh, booked me, and there was that. Hey, that's dope. Still one of my favorite flicks to watch still to this day. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of people, it's, it's weird, man, because, uh, you know, I don't want to shit on a movie, but, I, I, you know, it, maybe, I don't know, it, it wasn't the best movie, I think. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people say, hey, my kids loved it, or I watched it when I was a kid, and it was almost like maybe to a little bit of a lesser degree, like half-baked. It just became kind of like this cult, like following it. Yeah, bro. I feel like for us it was that. It was like it was it was it was really not. I'm not gonna say it was it deserved an Oscar. You feel me? But it was like some goofy ass shit that we grew up with that always kind of like remind us of our shit too. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a, it had a, a nostalgic kind of feeling for people. Plus, oh, yeah. it was a, a Spanish lead. 
a Spanish supporting actor, a black supporting actor. So it was like people from my neighborhood that like I identified with, you know, I yeah. used to watch House of Bugging and I used to watch Mad TV. And I've been a Leguizamo fan. I've always been a uh, Ari Spears fan, especially when you did the LL Cool J. Uh, it was LL Cool J, Snoop, Jay-Z, and somebody else. DMX. DMX, DMX. So, and the impressions, and then Jerry Maguire, the voiceover work you've done, the stand-up comedy, and the podcast. What I, I, out of all the work you've done, I love the podcast more. Well, I thank you, man, because I'm we, you know, we really trying to grow it into something, and trying to compete with some of these big boys on the block, yeah. uh, which is tough. But uh, hey, man, the more listeners we get, the more followers, the more people put the word out there. Uh, I believe in it, so I, I think it's just a question of time. So the premises of your podcast is Aries and Andy Steinberg. Andy is a Jewish Mexican white comic, and then it's Aries, and you have these interesting conversations about television and current events. And sometimes Andy will agree with you, and sometimes he'll try to, uh, what's the word, pedantic. He's pedantic, like flip-floppy, wish-washy. Yeah. That's what what I love about the show. Um, It's you at your rawest, truest form, plus you sprinkle in a lot of comedy with the Leroy Furious, yeah emails the interaction between the fans if anybody who hasn't heard it yet is is my favorite podcast i used to listen to joe rogan a lot i haven't seen a joe rogan episode in like six months because i started religiously listening to you and andy go at it well i appreciate that money a lot um because you know it's weird and i know because you listen to the podcast you've heard me mention it you know joe 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 don't really care for me much yeah. And he turned me down. So, you know, anytime you get rejected, you always have this thing in the back of your mind, some fantasy in your head where you want to go, I want to be able to get where he's at or eclipse him so that it's kind of a, all right, motherfucker, I'm going I'm to make you regret this type shit. Yeah. Um, and listen, man, at the end of the day, that ain't my end-all, be-all driving force. No. I mean, I, I, want, I want us to be as good as we could be and stand out. But, uh, you know, I, I got a little revenge in my heart. hey so you gotta do what you gotta do that's motivated what other i know like you're obviously working actively on growing the podcast and doing all of that what else do you have in the works i mean i know obviously now with covid things change a little bit are you know do you have anything any other projects coming up or anything that you know you're looking forward to once covid's done well you know i there's this movie i did called 420 which is supposed to come out uh, the 17th of this month. Uh, David Keith is in it, popular character, actor, one of the Baldwin brothers, William Baldwin, and uh, I forget the Trey Voyeur or the the little midget that died, that that, that played Minnie. Minnie me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, we got that coming out. We'll see how I do. But uh, right now, like I said, the podcast is the driving force. and eventually I'm trying to gear up for another stand-up special. You know, again, Netflix turned me down. A bunch of people turned me down already. So I got a lot of grinding to do to try to make this shit happen on my own. And that's what, uh, honestly, you're, you're honest about all of this on the podcast. I mean, most, every, I've, I've listened to it. So I know where you're coming from. You have Russell Peters on the show. Honestly, I never heard of Russell Peters ever in my life till I heard him on your show. 
Wow. Honest to God. So I heard uh, the interview with Russell Peters. I was like, this dude's pretty cool. (coughs) I started Googling him, looking him up. I saw his special on Netflix. And it's interesting to me that you have Russell Peters, who was the first, he had the first stand-up special on Netflix. Um, And he was explaining on the episode, like, yo, Netflix is a little weird. Like, they won't put him back on on Netflix. So, yeah, this whole this, this whole fucking industry is goofy, man. Yeah. That's crazy. And he's had one of the, I think is one of the highest streamed specials on Netflix. Right. Uh, Notorious. Notorious is the name of it. Right. No, but what, what, what are the, I mean, I don't know if this is something you, want, you might want to get into like that, but what are the politics on that? Because I feel like I've been seeing some, some, some stand-up specials on Netflix and I'm like, really? Like, this dude got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, people that... So you know I, what, man? Because you a funny-ass dude. You a funny-ass dude. I, I can't see why they would see a stand-up special of, uh, coming from you being, like, uh, a positive. Like, it would be more than, like, I, I'm surprised they're not coming to you. Like, yo, what's up? Do the special. You feel me? Like, what, what are the politics behind it? If you, you, know, I, I, I always, I, you know, I always say, man, this business is like, this game is like high school, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's all about clicks and popularity. You yeah. know, the cool kids sit with the cool kids and the goth kids sit with the goth kids, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, again, because Rick listens to the podcast, something I'll always say is like, you know, there's, there's two champions. There's the people's champ and there's the paper champ. Hollywood is the paper champ and the people are the people in the streets that ain't got shit to do with Hollywood. And on paper, uh, Hollywood don't want nothing to do with me because they really don't know and I don't want to come off vain, but they really don't know how nice I am. All they know is what they've heard about me. And because it's negative, they don't want to fuck with me. Or because they think other people don't want to fuck with me, they join the high school bandwagon. Whereas I know I'm the champ with the people. Meaning, you know, the people love me to fucking death. Sure. Um, and, and it's like trying to make the marriage between the people and the paper is what I eventually have to try to do. You know, I'll put it in basketball terms. Even though he was never a champion on paper, the people loved Allen Iverson. There's oh, nowhere yeah. this nigga could go where he ain't going to get that love. That he, he was just as important as Jordan. He just, on paper, didn't have the jewelry. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's the game you got to play in this, in this bullshit. I feel you, bro. That's just, that's just whack, though, because, like I said, I've seen some bullshit stand-ups on Netflix. And I'm like, I like stand-ups, so I'll, I'll put something on, I'll be like, even if the dude looks kind of corny, I'll put, I'll put it on and be like, yeah, let me see what's up. Yeah, you but give it a shot, but... I've seen some bullshit on there, man. That's fucked up. Yeah, man, I mean, you know, the honesty of it is, ain't but a handful of really talented motherfuckers. Like, that you would go, hands down, bar none, these are the heavyweights. Ain't but a handful of motherfuckers. Everybody else is just filling time. You know, I almost look at it like uh, uh, Studio 54. Like, I I watched a great documentary on Studio 54 on Netflix. Everybody wants to get into the club. It's the hottest club in the world. It's called show business. But everybody don't deserve to get beyond the velvet rope. It's only a handful of motherfuckers that truly deserve to get beyond the velvet rope. Everybody else is just trying to get in because you can make a million dollars a week on a hit show. You can have a movie career and never look back. It can change your life. So when you're dealing in that kind of industry where you're always one thing away, 
if it's a commercial, if it's a viral video, a movie, a television show, you're always one thing away from having your life changed and being in the 50% tax bracket. And nowadays it includes TikTok, guys. Yo, yeah, that could be that too, though. Yo, I can't, I, I don't know, man. That TikTok wave, I'm not, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, I, I, don't, I don't like any of this shit. <laughs> I, really wish, I, I really wish we could go back to the days of six channels and just, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you don't have to you don't have to YouTube and Vine and Facebook and Instagram because it, it's it's given a lot of opportunities to motherfuckers who are holding the lineup. Absolutely. You know, just because you could be funny in five minutes, 60 seconds does not make a career. You know, yeah. a lot of dudes make the mistake of thinking because they funny with a with a with a YouTube clip that they can all of a sudden go and fill out a, a, a theater or a comedy club. And they can't. And when they get on stage, they can only do five minutes because they've been conditioned for five minutes versus you got to put together an hour, hour and a half. And you got to do that several times. Your second special, your third special, your fourth special. That's a different hustle. Yeah. Yo, I always work for material. It sounds crazy to me, bro. That's, that's... I can't do five minutes. I've been trying. To, <laughs> that's my goal. I have a long bet with my brother. I can't do two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's not because I understand 100%. First of all, Instagram, TikTok, and all that, it's only a minute long. So a lot of the comedians that are transitioning, there's, there's, you, you could tell a true comedian from one another. There's, I've interviewed a ton of comedians so far, and there's a handful in my hand that I've met in person that is naturally funny, that can actually do a special. That could be on a, on a stand-up. Um, right. But you're talking about stand-up comics, and I'm going to go there. I need your five. It always changes. I know it always changes. It's just on the stand-up point. We're not even talking film. We're not talking television. We're not talking yeah. improv. Thanks. Just on stand-up, pure stand-up. Well, That's a different animal from right. television and movie. Well, I'm, I'm going to give it to you like this, because people always expect you to say, and it's almost blasphemous if I don't say it, but I, 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 gotta, I gotta make that two parts. You know, there's the Mount Olympus, there's the gods, there's the niggas that are above everybody. You know, uh, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, um, you know, uh, Bill Cosby. Um, Cosby, you were still put in that list? Yeah, yeah, cause cause he cause he drug bitches don't change his humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got really pretty personal humor. I mean, his body of work is still his body of work. Okay. R. Kelly might have peed on bitches, but it don't change the fact that his body of work was incredible. That it is, might make him a shitty human being, but yeah. it ain't got nothing to do with his creativity. Is this um, I believe I, I believe I could fly was my fucking fifth grade graduation song, man. I could never. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm gonna always love that song. Yeah. So, so, but if you're talking about comedians today, even, even there's another one who's on the deceased list, but God rest his soul, Patrice O'Neill, Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, and, uh, you know, it's a toss up for me between Tommy Davidson and Corey Holcomb. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Now, I've heard this list a couple of times on the show, right? Yeah. And I always hear you say Tommy Davidson. Now, yeah. Only thing I've seen from Tommy is Booty Call. Uh, I think there's like two other films, and anything he did on uh, In Living Color. 
Now he had a couple of Tommy Davidson stand up. Yo, yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out. Let's have a, we gotta have a moment of silence. So wait a minute. You've never seen Tommy Davidson stand up? I've never seen Tommy stand up. No. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Here's two things you gotta YouTube. Okay. You gotta YouTube Tommy Davidson square dancing. Okay. You gotta YouTube and Tommy was on the Shaq's All Star Comedy Jam with me, Kevin D Ray, and Cedric. That's Go look enough. at his yeah, when he does the Spanish bit, where he starts yeah. talking in Spanish, talking about Telemundo and uh, the whole Spanish joint, where he starts singing, doing the soap yeah. opera. Yo, them uh-huh. two bits alone, the, the Spanish shit and the, and, the, and the square dance. Tommy's, Tommy's yeah. a brilliant genius, dude. Uh, Tommy's funny, bro. He is funny, bro. I'm so I have a question, because I know. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Rick. No, go ahead, Jayla. No, my question, I mean, I want to make sure that you get the rest of that, because I know you were saying something else about the list. I have a question for... Oh, yeah, no, no, I was. I, I said those were my list, you know. Uh, Patrice, Dave, Bill Burr, Tommy, and Corey. Um, what about for- Paul Mooney? <laughs> oh, you, you this, I, he's got I, a soft like, spot for Paul Mooney. I, I, <laughs> no, no, listen, I like Paul. Um, I dig Paul. Yeah. But... Uh, Paul's like escargot, man. It's a particular taste. Okay. I feel you on that. You know what I mean? Because yeah, he go, he go. Look, listen, comedy is all based in truth. Good comedy is based in truth. But there's a fine line between being able to talk about that truth without it coming off a certain way. And, and even though a lot of what he's saying is funny and it's definitely true, I hate to use the word angry because that's what white people... That's how they describe niggas that, you know, are, are, are adamant and, and, and black power-ish. Oh, he's angry. So I don't want to say he's angry, but Paul, uh, man, it's like Nat Turner, nigga. It, it, it's a certain, his gumbo got a certain flavor, man. And not everybody can handle that gumbo. It gets like preachy, I, I, I feel like, too. Yeah, I, I, even, even preachy is a word that makes me nervous. Because uh, both, to me, preachy and angry have negative connotations. But I don't know how to describe it, but you got to be in the mood for Paul. So Absolutely. last week we had Clayton Williams, who's a up, he's an up-and-coming stand-up comic. And we were talking about comedy. And I felt like comedy is a space where you have to give the comedic, the, co- the comedian on stage all the room to work. All the room to work. We brought up on the show where... Um, I forgot his name. He's Joe Rogan's friend. He brought up the joke about Kobe. And then... Andy, oh, Ari, Ari Shafir. Ari Shafir, yeah. And then Joe, uh, Andy Steinberg, Andy brought up a joke that somebody he knows, and you guys were talking about, it's not about... Uh, the, it's about the joke and how you do it and how funny you can... like. Because he said, oh, you know, today somebody, we got justice, a rapist died. And he did it on the day that Kobe died. The other comic that Andy was talking about said, uh, LeBron passed Kobe. I didn't know Kobe would take it that hard. And that was his joke. So it was a different tone on the joke. So right. I feel like comedy, you, 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 you're going into a comedy show, you, you're going to get offended by some shit. But you got to eat it because you got to give the comic the room to work. Now, if it's a terrible joke, like Ari Shafir's joke, 
then it is what it is. But let me, let me just say, you know, obviously timing is everything. Even the joke that Andy told, which I thought was a little funny, yeah. that timing still could have been worse. The man's body was still warm. Yeah. So that joke still, the timing wasn't right, number one. Number two, Ari's joke didn't seem like it came from a place of humor. It seemed like it came from a place of anger. Right. Like, nigga, if Kobe did rape the bitch, was she your sister? <laughs> like, like it, 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 just, it just came from a different energy where it was like, dude, you're not even trying to be funny. This yeah. just feels like a personal attack. Like, it's petty. And, like, it was like a petty. And, right, right. So it don't matter when he would have tried to tell the joke. The energy that which he was emanating was, was just, that was something else. That wasn't about being funny. Um, I, listen, man, I did a joke. I told a joke, and I remember when it happened. I probably did it two days after it was announced. Remember my man from the group, Criss Cross, of the kids, yeah. the two kids? Oh, yeah, they, yeah they, they wore their clothes backwards. So <laughs> when, they, when they announced that the dude, one of the members had died, I went on stage two days later, and I was like, yo, I forget my man's real name, but I was like, yo, y'all heard, right? So-and-so from Criss Cross just died. The audience was like, yeah. So that took about three pregnant pauses, and I went, damn. I wonder if they're gonna bury that nigga in the casket upside down. <laughs> so, you know, and it was one of those where of course people went, oh, I think it was funny. Yeah, because and I think that you, to your point, there was like no malicious, no tone to that joke. It was just kind of like an observation of some shit that they, you know, that they put to the forefront, which is weird. Like, I feel like I understand that just saying like, the Kobe shit is more like, were you trying to be funny, bro? Or were you trying to make a point? Like, and, 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 but, and it didn't even come off like it was up for debate. Like, were yeah. you trying to be funny? No, it came off like, nigga, fuck funny. I'm personally attacking this nigga. Mm -hmm. He had a straight That's face. a different thing, man. <laughs> he was standing outside the Charlotte Hornets arena because Kobe got drafted by Charlotte. And uh, I don't know whether he knew Kobe's family, daughter was on the helicopter or not, but it was just, it was bad. Um, so I, I have a question oh, that we're talking lists. Um, do you have any female comedians that? Oh, here we go. That you like, you know? <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. Like Rick is laughing and this is how I know he listens <laughs> to the podcast. Cause he's laughing cause he already knows what my answers are. Um, and I'm trying to uh, better myself. So, in, no, an, this is in an effort. In the same space. You're in the same space as you are. <laughs> right, right. His Hold whole screen went off. <coughs> no, no, I, I, no, 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 I, I, I have to put my phone on the charger. Hold on. Um, so, no, I, I'm trying to better myself. And I'm trying to... I'm trying to answer your question, but I'm walking through a minefield. Of course, women are funny. They're funny. Um, but not worthy of my top five. I, 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 think, I, I think there are women who are funny. No, but no, none of but them do you have like a separate... You, I don't think a top five necessarily. And I think women, in the, in the, especially in the stand-up world, are a little bit more behind. Um, just because of the times, I think it's just that's just what it is, at, unfortunately. But are there any women that do in comedy that do kind of grasp your attention at least? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, this girl? 
Yeah, Sherry Shepard is dope. I like Sherry Shepard. Um, and some of the women who I like comedically aren't comedians, but they're strong uh, comedic talents. Like, you know, when I worked with Mo Collins on Mad TV and Deborah Wilson and Nicole Sullivan and Alex Bornstein and Stephanie Weir, all funny fucking ladies, uh, but none of them were stand-up comics. Um, right. You know, I think one of the reasons, and this debate has been brought up, because there's actually there was actually a documentary called Why Women Aren't Funny. And it was produced by Bonnie McFarlane or whatever her name is. She was the she was the wife of comedian um, um, Rich Rich Voss, um, who would also who would be on Opie and Anthony a lot. And they had Patrice O'Neill on the documentary, and he flat out said, "Women aren't funny, or at least women aren't as funny as men." I, again, I won't go as far as to say women aren't funny, but I don't think they're as funny as us because we have a we have a natural immaturity that stays with us from to the day we die um and women i think have a have a a natural instinct to nurture and and because they have kids and and have a maturity level that we don't have so what we deem as funny because it's immature and juvenile they would look at and go that's so immature and I think that, and I, and I think when you let that get in the way of what you're supposed to be first, which is a comedian, um, I, I would say that's their only strike. Interesting. So yeah. I know you mentioned also that you're you're working on going back, you doing your stand-up special and doing all that, working on that. Is there anything that you do and you don't do? Um, to prepare for this? Like, do you stay away from, like, watching other people stand up? Do you focus? Like, do you have a routine? Like, a, you know, do you go boxing and running? Like, I don't know. Like, what kind of, like, what sets that inspiration? Uh, you know, I, I, I just, I really take my time because, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to rush anything. Um, so if it takes me a little longer to cook up the bird and serve it to you, so be it. Um, but I, you know, again, I, I look at Patrice, I look at Dave, and I look how look at how strong Patrice was and how strong Dave is, and I just want to be able to do that so that when I come on stage, from the time I say hello to the time I say good night, I'm giving you nothing but pure fire. Um, so that might take me a little bit longer than most people. I honestly, this is something you know. I listen to the podcast. What? I appreciate is we're able to email and you, you respond to a lot of listeners. Um, but when I'm listening to it, I feel like popping up at the set and saying, nah, Aries, I think you're at that point. I think that you are ready because there's certain ingredients that make a great stand-up comic and you have all those ingredients. And I think you have the material for it for whatever reason that may not have happened or uh, some of these uh, so-called producers haven't bit for it, but I think that if you tell me, me personally, 90 Minutes, Harry Spears, are you watching? That's a fucking hell yes. Because um, the jokes, the timing, the charisma, um, because comedy also has to do with your, your perspective, your point of view. And I might not agree with everything that you say or that you say on the podcast, but I respect it like hell. Because I know, so you, I, I believe you're in that space. And I think um, time, 
things happen when they're supposed to happen. Um, Let me ask you, because I'm curious to know, what's one of the things you don't agree with me with? And I'm going to scroll my phone so I see your face, because I want to look in your eyes when you tell me this. <laughs> Let's go. Get close, uh, Rick. Get close. Let him see your I, eyes, bro. I think, I okay, think, I'm, hold up, hold up, hold up. There we go. I think women, women can be funny. Um, now, it's a different level of, 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 of laughter. For instance, I just, like, if I watch a special, right. I'm going to laugh super hard at a Patrice special opposed to, you know, like, let's say Amy Wong, who's on Netflix now. It's a different kind of, of, of humor. And I think... Let me because, ask. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I think because I'm a man, I receive it differently. If I was a woman, maybe it might be funnier to me because I might be on her shoes. Or I was... I was gonna. I was gonna give you. That's part of my my take on it too, which is I feel like I kind of agree with what you're coming from, but I feel like that also depends on who's the audience. Because I feel like here to women, in my opinion, you know what I'm saying. Like if because of ability, you feel me? Like I feel like they relate. I relate to some of the shit you say because it's from a male perspective. You from the hood, you know. Like there's different things. Yeah. <laughs> like are relatable to me. Your perspective that you bring into what you do, whereas if a, if a woman told a joke, it might not hit the same because the her experience with whatever topic it is is gonna be different than like mine or you know uh, uh, like a male. That's I, my. Let I, me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I want to ask every uh, each of y'all and, and Benny. He's still there, right? Yeah, he's here. He just. Yeah, <laughs> right, I, I want to ask. I want to ask each of y'all the same question. Okay. So I'm gonna start with you, Rick. Give me your top, fuck it. Just give me your top four dudes in comedy. Uh, for me personally, uh, one would have to be, I'm going to go with Dave, Dave Chappelle. Okay. Uh, it used to be Eddie because I think Eddie had the whole package, but I'm going right. with Dave, I'm going to go with you, I'm going to go with Patrice, and um, give me a sec. Oh, and I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with Chris Rock, actually. Boom! Those are your four. Yeah, those are my four. That name I, me a fem- name me a female comedian that's funnier than any of them. I mean, you got me, cause honestly, I tried to make. You see how I made a list of five comedians, right? I tried to make a list of five female comedians, and you couldn't. It's hard, isn't it? And I struggled. Long is kind of she's but, funny. But, 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 but even if I'm saying your four dudes, give me a female comedian that's as funny or funnier than them four dudes. The, Yo, I, you know what? From I like, my point of view, there isn't one. Okay. Not Your turn, Lewis. Yo, I like I like Monique. Uh, no, no, hold on, Lewis. First, give me your four dudes. Four um, this is gonna be so. I like Chappelle. Um, I I, actually, I like George Lopez. Um. Uh, Sinbad is funny as hell, man. I didn't even know Sinbad was that funny until I went back and I started watching his stand-ups. Um, Sinbad is funny? He is pretty funny. I'm going to give you the name of the stand-up that I watch. Sinbad uh, is funny? I'm going to go with Pryor, too, because that, like, I know the way he goes for the <clears throat> That I really thought was Richard was a different. All right, so you, got, so you got your four. Name a female funnier than them. <laughs> I mean, funnier than them? I don't know. I'll say... As, as, up there, I think Monique is kind of up there. 
Well, see, okay. With, so- with, hold on, hold on, we're gonna get to you, baby. You Ooh. think Monique? I you think Monique nah, is funnier than them four dudes? Nah, I think she's funnier. I think she's up there, though. Like, I think she, she got, she's funnier somebody that I think is funnier. I don't believe you. Benny, <laughs> give me your four dudes. <laughs> uh, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Richard Pryor. Uh, and I got to put Paul Mooney, bro. That's my dude. <laughs> All right. What, 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 name the female funnier than them. There is, there's... No top female comedians, bro. Exactly. There's now no your top turn, female. Jayla, your turn. Uh, no, I mean, I w- I I know there isn't. But I mean, I'm a. I see. I I do what I got to research. I think the only difference is that men have been allowed, and like you said, it's that no fuck it filter. Like I could be immature. I could be this, oh, I what so. we're known for being, and I don't think women, for the most part, have been allowed to be that way. Yeah, but we can't, we, we can't, we, we, but I know, but we can't use the word allowed. Now in 2020, everybody's doing everything. Yeah, They correct, got shows but, on HBO okay, but The training. race is so far behind that catching up, yeah, we could catch up, but it's not going to happen overnight. And now you're seeing more female comedians who are doing more ballsy stand-up, who are relating more to men, because now they're allowed, they're saying, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to talk about it. Whereas before, it was like, I might get into the wrong click, or I might get into this thing, or it might be an issue. And I think that's always been an issue. And not only, you know, and in comedy, I think it's probably you're seeing it the most, because comedy is so raw, and it is so, like, in your face. And, and you're right, that space hasn't been there. Those voices hasn't been there. And I've talked to female comedians that that's always been like, what stopped you? Uh, it's like, oh, it's kind of like, what to say? Like, I, you know, and some guys have that no fuck it filter. Like, fuck it, I don't give a shit who likes this or not. Like, I'm cool with that. I agree with you. It might have been challenging for women to make it in comedy, but I don't think, I don't think because of what they could say it was. I mean, it was a different time. I just think it's always been a male-dominated uh, <clears throat> form of entertainment, and it, it just hasn't been that one that breaks that seal. Listen, that? just because just because you have the strong desire to do so doesn't mean you have the skill set to do so. I'm right. sure there are a lot of women in the WNBA, if for no other reason than to prove the point, would like to be able to dunk like the men, cross over like the men. Pass like oh, Magic that's Johnson. That's the point. Me and you don't Domin- you know. dominate oh. dominate the paint like like Shaq. But the f- fact of the matter is, and I'm sorry to all the feminists out there. Here's a <laughs> hardcore reality: certain shit you just can't do. So, Eric, I, that- I don't give a fuck how much you want to do it. You're not gonna dunk like Dominique. You're not gonna pass like Magic. <laughs> You're not gonna fly through the air like Michael. You just can't. You and know that's what? all right. I got to text Andy after this because I, I see what it's like being in his seat. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. I just feel like I'm trying to be more open-minded. I'm trying to, you know, there are some comments. And, and, I, I, and I think the fact that you are is sweet. <laughs> that's sweet that you're trying to be that way oh wait i have a question if there was a female in, in whatever that she said yo school me like i want to i'm gonna do this the way and could could you could no. there be a mold put the time could you in help that? female comic 
you know, it would be it would be crazy for me to say that it's not possible because everything and anything is possible. One day you might have a woman in the NBA who could dominate the paint like Shaq. You might have a woman who could be graceful and fly through the air like Michael. But if and when that day comes, I want to check the penis. <laughs> I'm checking for penises. But it could happen. Hey, listen, there are females out there, and I've been one of them, that I've, my doctor has asked to check my testosterone levels. So I wouldn't be surprised. Really? Yo, yo, I got, I got a question. How do you feel about Kim Peel? Like, do you think that it was just the opposite? Like, they got an opportunity that you didn't get? Um, do you think that they're just, like, people, like, the, the industry likes them better? Listen, I'm not going to – they're both talented, man. And, and Jordan Peele uh, is, has got to be one of the most talented uh, writers, directors, producers. 100%. Like, I've said this in many interviews. I just didn't see it coming. Like, when he was on Mad TV, he showed you no signal – of right. him being able to do that. He was quiet. Um, creatively, he didn't jump off the page like Keegan. Keegan, yeah. you saw it. With Keegan, you right. could clearly tell with his ability to do characters and his personality that he was what he was. Right. Jordan was so quiet, man, and it just, he didn't pop on Mad TV the way he may have popped on Key and Peele, which I'm sure he had more of a creative hand in, hence his name on the show. Right. Um, so I'm sure that played a part in it. But as far as this dramatic, serious, horror movie phenomenon, dude, I mean, nobody I mean, saw that coming. No, because first of all, he took horror movies and he blended it with comedy. And that, you know, the Waynes Brothers did scary movie, but that was more of a spoof. It wasn't like they were, they were not trying to be like scary in that movie. They were not trying to scare nobody during those right. moments. But with, with Jordan Peele's movies, there are those moments where you're watching a fucking horror flick, but there's just some comedy underlying to it. Yeah, and, and, and it's, very, it's very subtle and it's very light. It's, it's not yeah. like, like it's, it's really 50% comedy, 50% horror, or some 60, 40, 70, 30 mix. Yeah. It's really 90% horror, 10% comedy. But it's done so well. Um, the he's, message, he's, 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 yeah, man. He sucks in all those movies. Yeah, <clears throat> but with horror, it's it's you can't do a fifty-fifty because it depends on the genre. So if we were doing like a comedy film and you had a little bit of horror in it, it's it's different. But that was those were more I, like I see they're horror comedy, but I see them more as sort of horror films. Um, right which was us and uh, what was Get Out. Get Out. And then Ma. And I know, this, I, I know this Candyman is going to be a beast. Oh, yeah. the, one of my favorite horror flicks from the 90s was Candyman. Uh, I love Child's Play. I love uh, The Little Leprechaun. Um, oh, that's, you're going to the hood now. That, that's that hood shit. Them movies were horrible. I grew up, movies were horrible. I grew up in Harlem. I'm from West Side, and I grew up in Harlem. But I, yeah. love, I love the Leprechaun movie. I love I love Legendary. I'm good, guys. Um, and I also, what was the other one I just said? Jesus, I forgot. But, Child's Play. Uh, Child's Play. And, and Child's Play. Child's Play was, I saw the, the new one that they just, the remake, was not good at all. 
was terrible. Yeah, that's like when they tried to do the that's remake super. of uh, Freddy Krueger. Shit was garbage. It was um, terrible. Uh, Everything don't deserve a remake, man. Some shit is best left alone. So I know you're a big Rocky fan, right? Let's yeah. say Hollywood got into their brain to do a Rocky remake. Let's get, forget about the Creed franchise. Would you be down to see somebody else play Sylvester Stallone's part? No. Nah, dog. You nah, fucking with my childhood, B. They would have to nah, see man. They would have to like CGI Stallone, make him like, um, like the. Not even. What are you gonna Paul Walker him? Yeah, nah, I yo, do gotta nah. say something about the Rocky series though. The movie Rocky <laughs> Balboa, that's the one Stallone did several years ago. When yeah. I first saw it in the, I was in the theater watching the movie. I found it kind of humorous. It didn't sink in like the message and everything Stallone was writing in that movie. Right. I didn't appreciate it till I was much older. A couple of years later, I saw it on TV and then I watched the film. You know, and I listened to the part where he's talking to his son. Right. All the messages. And I appreciated it a lot more. But when I first saw it, it just, it, you know what it was? I was watching Rocky and Stallone was like 60 already. And it, yeah. it, it didn't, that first time it didn't let me watch the movie. Right. Nah, I wasn't on board with that one, bro. <laughs> no, you, yeah, you nah, again, again, and, and I, and I said it on the podcast. That's what makes Stallone genius as a writer because he addressed the elephant in the room. Of course, everybody was going to be doing that, going, man, look how old this nigga is, man. He's supposed to be putting on gloves and beating young niggas. No, he played into the fact that he was old. He played, he, he was George Foreman, you know what I mean? And he, and he kept that reality. And it was because that reality was there that, it, that you didn't dismiss it as foolish. And on top of the fact of that, it was a great movie. From a writing standpoint, it was a great movie, man. You know, it's like I said, everything don't need to be remixed. I, my father, I grew up watching The Honeymooners. When oh. I saw that they were doing The Honeymooners with Cedric and Mike Epps, I'm like, I turned into a racist white person. It's like, these niggas doing? <laughs> I don't care if they are black. Nigga, what are you doing? <laughs> For Ralph Cramden and Endor, <laughs> niggas. What are y'all doing? Nah, man. Yeah, If they ever do, and the rumor has been around, you know, doing James Bond with Idris Elba, the first black James Bond. He's uh, really uh, British. And, and, and the man, the, the, the brother in me would want to support that. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, I grew up on Sean Connery, Roger Moore, you know, and I'm, I'm like, come on, man. What the fuck you niggas doing? <laughs> nah, I don't know, bro. I would, I would watch. First of all, I, I think he just gets a pass with anything he does. Um, it's just I'm afraid to comedy, I feel like it will, it will flourish. You know, there's a lot of black films out there. They may be able to slip it in, but you know, I don't know whether or not it will live past. I think white Hollywood wouldn't accept it, no matter what. But no, I, I think I think white Hollywood would take the gamble on it. If they felt there was a profit to be had, yeah, they can make money from definitely will. Yeah, they, they, yeah, but but, and I even think the public will go for it. Um, I'm just saying, me personally, I, I you know, I don't want to see my Do heroes fuck with. Do you think it'll ruin the franchise? The no. James Bond franchise? No, no, because no. if if I was doing that film right, 007 is just the name of the agent, you know. 
James Bond's probably the alias. Now, actually, a little bit of history for you. The character 007 was written on a Dominican man. Really? Ian Fleming, the writer of the movie 007, wrote the character based off Porfirio Ruby Rosa, who yeah. is, he's allegedly a Dominican diplomat. Um, he came, uh, that makes sense. He was these like, white folk, these white folks steal everything, don't they? <laughs> Swag. All, these, all, all these goddamn white I'm folks honest. steal from niggas. That's all they do. <laughs> they steal from all the niggas. Goddamn crackers. I'm going to say you think Ian Fleming uh, based Bond after him. He was wow. a diplomat. He was the first man on this side of the world to own his own private jet. And he died in, uh, he was in, he used to love racing cars. He died racing his Lambo or like, uh, I think it was a Ferrari, one of the two. And he's, he had all the best women, Zsa Zsa Gabor, Marilyn Monroe. He had Look at that. All the best women in the world. Um, I'm, I'm working on a treatment and a script on that man's life. It's been done, but not in the right way. Me and Andy actually talked about that today because since we're doing this quarantine, we're going to start talking about a lot of movies and TV shows. And he said he had been watching all the Bond movies within the last 24 hours. Oh, so I didn't even know that. I wish I would have knew that. I would have I I brought that to his attention. So this man was married to, DR was under control of a uh, dictator. A dictatorship? A dictator, Trujillo. So basically, he wanted to do the same thing, cleanse DR. He wanted, you know, you, if you went to a Dominican home, you needed to have a picture of Jesus and him, Trujillo. Mm. This man married Trujillo's daughter, and he sent her back to Trujillo like, yeah, you got to go back to your dad. And then Trujillo, the, a dictator, held DR for 36 years, I think it was. He held it down as the dictator of the Dominican Republic for 36 years. He told his daughter, well, what did you do wrong? Why did, you send you, why did he send you back home? That's how much respect this dude had. Wow. And there's a theory that he used to be an assassin for the Dominican Republic. Wow. I got to send you some stuff on him. Yeah, man, I didn't know any of that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Rick teaching I, us all stuff on a Tuesday. And listen, I, you know, I, 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 like, I could, I could stomach a black James Bond, but I couldn't stomach a woman. <laughs> Dude, listen, man, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. And again, I know Rick listens to the podcast. Uh, I don't want this to come off like I don't respect women, because I do. I got love for women. But there's Best a part of me. Shamor, what's her name? Shamor. And then there's another one. Uh, I'm trying to remember her name. Oh, shit. But two of your best listeners, they always write to you. Oh, Shamor Emery. Yes, Shamor Emery. And there's another one. I forgot her name. Farah. Her name's Farah. Yeah. <clears throat> so you, you might sell your point of view, but women understand. You know, it's just. Yeah, I, I just listen. A, a little bit of me is chauvinistic. And I just cringe when I see movies, action movies, where women beat up men like they're children. And it'd be one thing if you was a fat, horrendous bitch. Because all the bitches that really could fight are horrendous. They're built like silverback apes. But when you look like Cherise Theron, and you throwing niggas through windows... <laughs> you didn't like the movie where she was an assassin? I watched it. <laughs> but, but I didn't. I didn't chew my popcorn the same. 
Okay, but I get like a Charlize Theron. Okay, I can I can see where you're coming from, and I get that it's like for more movie production ish. But what about like women like Ronda Rousey? She got an ass with. Okay, but I, I know, but Ronda Rousey, if you really look at it, especially with her intro scene in the Expendables, that bitch oh. jaw is real. Like she got <laughs> managed jaw, nigga. Like she's not that cute. It's would you, forcible. Would you be checking for a penis? <laughs> would Ronda Rousey? <laughs> would, would, would Ronda Rousey? I'm asking you. Are, you said that there's certain women that you'd be asking and checking for. I, I, I would. I would. I would. Let me ask you a question. How, how old are you? How old are most of y'all? Like in your 20s, 30s? Um, I'm about to 30. be 36. Yeah, 33. And, and sweetheart, I'm sorry. What's your, what's your name again? Jayla. How old are you? Jayla. I'll be 32 on Sunday. 32. So you probably don't even remember this movie. The, the guys do because it's a guy's movie, but they might not either. Tango and Cash. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my first mistake. Jayla, you, have you ever seen Tango and Cash? No, I have not. All right, so you're not going to notice. The main prisoner with the jaw. <laughs> the nigga that had that jaw. That's Ronda Rousey, nigga. <laughs> that fucking <Someone> jaw. <laughs> like, if you're a woman and you built like that, I'll give you the fist fight. But that'd be like me watching an action movie and Jayla beating up Benny like that. Well, I think I think she could. My I could take Benny. Listen, I'll lay you out. <laughs> Don't let right now this face fool you. I'll take her nigga down. <laughs> Listen, man. Sorry, buddy. I, I just, like, like broads in movies that like built like models and are super cute. I'm not, I'm not buying the fact that you've beaten up a nigga that looks like an NFL lineman. I'm not buying it. <laughs> what about, what about Halle and John Wick? Uh, all right. Oh, but she was just shooting people. Nah, yeah. she was just shooting people. Yeah, really. That, that's anybody could pull a trigger. <laughs> He's talking about fist fighting a dude. I, I yeah, like like, like 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 beating him up and doing special kicks and flipping him. It's like, bitch, I will grab you by your trachea and choke you the fuck out. <laughs> I can't. Again, <laughs> oh, Clarence There's just the found job. the from Tango and Cash. <laughs> There's the jaw. I can tell from here. That's a dude right there. Did you look it up? <laughs> yeah. No, it's right there in our background. He just put up a photo. Clarence, say something. Yeah, I had to look it up, man. I think you said Clarence. that. I was like, nah. Yeah, oh. that nigga right there. Look at it. That don't look like Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like And you know what like, kind of uh, looks like, too? It kind of looks like the, the teacher, Miss Trenchbolt from uh, Matilda. No, I was going to say it looked like uh, Quagmire. Oh man. <clears throat> so now that people are locked up, give them five let's say five five films they need to watch. Oh wow. Uh good fellas. Um I'ma throw in a I'ma throw in a uh a, a, a film from a from a documentary I just saw, which they should really watch both. There's a great documentary on Netflix called De Palma, about director Brian De Palma. Brian De Palma, yeah. Who, who did Scarface. And it's just so interesting about 
the movie industry and all the shit he had to go through. But he he did a movie from back in the day. It's talking about John Leguizamo, and then I'm gonna give John some props. Called uh, Casualty of War, with Ooh. Michael J. Fox, Sean Penn, uh, and a young John Leguizamo. Yo, John is a is a, an incredible actor, man. We trying he's to get been him around show, since man. forever. We're trying to get him on the show. Um, John's an incredible actor, man. I forgot he was in that movie, but Casualties of War. Um, shit. Movie. My go-to is my go-to whenever, especially whenever I have a a hero sandwich. Uh, is Tombstone. Really, Tombstone. Back when Val Kilmer was sexy. <laughs> yo, yo, what's up with him? He's like sick, right? He guys like a. I don't know if he got sick. He just been eating a lot of salami, nigga. <laughs> Yo, uh, yeah. Um, I feel like he's sick, though, bro. <laughs> I think Val's, Val's got, like, some sort of cancer, though. Cancer Is that right? I see what you're saying, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anything anything by Denzel. Uh, Woo! Yo, training by Denzel. My only The only movie I ever hated from Denzel was Virtuosity. Yeah, that was trash. That's the one with uh, Angelina Jolie. No, that's the one with Russell Crowe. Yeah, with Russell Crowe. That that. one and Out of Time was kind of whack, too. Man on Fire. Yeah, it 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 wasn't the greatest, but it was watchable. I like Man on Time, man. Out of Time. It's Out of Time. Out of Time. No, there was another one, um, The Inside Man, where he had that, like, Lou Bega uh, get up with the money. You didn't like that? Yeah, yeah, that's So I was not 100% on, him, on it with him. Yo, anything done. That shit was fire, bro. I got to get out of here. on Fire was amazing. But everything else, Denzel, I watch. My mom loves Denzel. She, she said that's the only man she'll cheat on my dad with. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I told my I said, mom that if she divorced my dad, she had to marry LL Cool J just because I said so. Yo, fuck it. That's what you want is your stepdad? Fuck it. Fuck it. I told my girl, I told my girl Michael Jordan is the only nigga she could fuck and I wouldn't get mad. Yeah, really. But she gotta bring something back signed. <laughs> <laughs> Can't just get a pussy away for free. I need a sneaker, a hat, a jersey, something. Uh, oh, uh Jeter's jersey. Jeter's the one, the right one for that. He gives all the all the no, oh, the, you don't get no order. He makes them sign the NDA. You don't. Yes, Justin Bieber. He gives them a basket. It's a gold basket. You get it right. You get it right. You come into apartment. Excuse me. Could you uh, put your handbag right here? <laughs> yeah, bro. He gives, bro, he gives, he gives them a gold bag. He's a glass of wine. And then the next morning, he's like, bacon and eggs and your shoes and phone and purse are right there. See you tomorrow. Nah, he, yeah, he know what it is. He gives a little basket with like a, he gives uh, a little gives a bag. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> what were Jeter's to go basket now in the coronavirus times having it? Oh, uh, good question. Yeah, that was a good question. I don't know. Maybe her panties back. Yeah, lotion. <laughs> Probably a Rolex watch. <laughs> a bacterial soap. <laughs> Man. Yeah, there you and go. sanitizer and toilet paper. There you go, baby. Some Clorox wipes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, find those no more. But you gave me, you gave me what you gave me. You gave me Goodfellas, Tombstone, Tombstone, the one with John. That's a Brian De Palma film. Casualties of War. Casualties anything of war. Denzel. Any anything Denzel. That's one more. 
Damn. Oh, one more. Oh. I mean, I think that's why he said anything by Denzel. I think he was avoiding that. He doesn't know. You know, I'm a, I, 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 I would say Rocky, but I, I, I really love. Uh, I watch it constantly. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Okay. Really? Yeah, man. That, yeah, yeah. Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. Stay so on my playlist. We're living in those times right now. Like, there's a real fucking Thanos right now, and he's just like, oh, coronavirus. I need to get. Yeah, ready. but well, then where the fuck is the rest of the team? Where, where's the heroes? <laughs> there's no heroes. <laughs> heroes. <laughs> there's no. There's no heroes. There's no leaders in this. In this. Nah, group. man. Nah. Where the fuck is Barack Obama? At? That's what I want to know. Chilling. Bunker, bro. In his Barack is chilling. <laughs> Like chilling. Appreciate me now. You know, there's times where I miss George Bush as president. <laughs> mm. Oh no. I don't know if I missed it. Yo, at least he was more presidential than our actual Harry, president. I could give you three presidents right now. You gotta pick one. George Bush and nobody remembers George that. I was dumb to do Or Trump. You gotta, you gotta pick one of those three. To do what? Be the president for, for what? Like forever? No, one term. The next term it's of a, your life, you gotta it's have- It's Bush senior, Bush junior, and, and Trump. Trump. Yep. Oh, dude, compared to Trump, nigga, I'll I, I take, I take uh, Charles Manson, nigga. I'll <laughs> I, I, I take anybody, I'll take anybody, dude. Yeah. Let's just get rid of this piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Damn, that just it goes. You think about it, and and people didn't want Hillary in there, but like, let's be serious. Over over some fucking emails. Yeah, man. Hello. Well, they didn't want Hillary there because America's sexist, bro. They're more <laughs> sexist than they are racist. No, they just don't. Yeah, I don't know about that, but they just don't you know. trust her. They elected <laughs> Barack Obama over Hillary, right? They yeah, weren't going to be elected over Hillary. Was... And Putin is a fucking retard. But, but let's. But, but we got to be honest about something. Barack you know, if you if you for that. if you got if you got the goods, you got the goods. And Barack Barack was Denzel of politics, nigga. He just mm-hmm. had it all: eloquence, <laughs> sex appeal, articulation. Ew. Smooth. And, and he, he just was it. He yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Still so, what I don't understand is all of y'all are Latin, right? Yeah. No. So, Clarence is black. Yeah. Our producer's white. Me, my brother, and Crazy are Dominican. Well, we're Latino, and Jayla is Costa Rican, Salvadorian. Costa Rican and Salvadorian. Okay, so Hispanic, though. Yeah, most. All yeah. right. Explain to me why you have Latinos that are going Latinos for Trump. Okay. okay. And before you answer that, black people, we call our people that go blacks for Trump, we call them coons and sellouts. What's the term you give to Latinos who are, who are coons? So those Latinos are um, just like whites and blacks, they're conservative Latinos, right? They have an old school way of thinking. You know, even in my household, when I grow up, my grandmother was like, oh, I'm not black. But meanwhile, my grandmother is your complexion. <laughs> Yo, so, to me, it always, because to them, they grew up with black is bad, white is good, right? So that's an old school way of thinking. And there's a lot of old school 
conservative Latinos Yo. who do not understand that they're in the exact same struggle and that they are black themselves. Now, my complexion, you know, I look like a light-skinned Latino, but I'm, I'm black. I've done a DNA test. I'm black. Now, I can't be in the world like, yo, I'm black, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Obviously, because perception, people are going to be like, yo, Rick, you're fucking bugging. Yeah. But right. I understand that my heritage is the Spaniards that raped the slaves in DR, and that's I'm a result of that. Now, you yeah. look at Craze, he's Dominican, and he's a darker shade than me, and my grandmother's darker than, wait, darker than Craze. Yo, so, listen, the answer to the question from me, bro, is racism. That's what it is, bro. It is. Latinos are racist, bro. That's what it is, bro. You know so, what even though, so even though he, he goes to Puerto Rico and he throws the paper towels, his response was late, Mexican kids in cages, they're sending yeah. their, their worst rapists, murderers, building a wall. Also, Latinos I, don't I, see I, that and go, they this do. man don't care about us no so, you know so what it is too there there's and, and rick and I, let me just real quick right within our own people there is already a separation yeah so between the older hispanics and the new age latinos between the lgbt ones between the dark ones between the afro latinos there's already Co costa ricans is a neutral country but mexicans don't like this person colombians don't like that person dominicans don't like here puerto ricans don't like there there is no unity yeah right yeah. it's also a lack of education i mean like, both it's not even that. But finish this point. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's, there's Spanish people that see them and they're like, oh, he doesn't hate us. He hates Mexican people. My grandma, not knowing that Trump thinks of all Hispanic people as Mexicans. As Mexicans, yes, you're 100 percent correct. But it's based on the fact of lack of education. That's one, and lack of diversity. First of all, people that grew up in the countryside never finished school, never went to school, and they were like, they got brainwashed thinking. We got to keep the, that keeping the race pure shit is what drives everybody's whole racism point. My grandmother got a second grade education. All my uncles never graduated the sixth grade. And only one uncle that came to the U.S., lived in the U.S. most of his life, got college educated, was a teacher himself, was the only one that could understand and had a different point of view from everybody else in his family. So it, it's, 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 it's a number of things because... When I was growing up, all, all Puerto Rican people are bad. Meanwhile, guess what happened? I ended up marrying a woman that's Puerto Rican and Cuban, right? It, it's just a, a lack of being open-minded, a lack of education, and a lack of, like, you'll meet somebody that's from us. Oh, they had a bad experience with this person. Then they all have to be like that. And that... Well, well I, I know on the East Coast, the right. dominant... And on the East Coast, the dominant Hispanic culture is Puerto Rican and Dominican. On the West Coast, it's Mexican. Yeah. I never understood why Mexicans and Puerto Ricans hate each other so bad. Um, that's, man, I, I can't explain that one. My best friend is Mexican. I just don't know. I know the demographics of it. I know Mexico's close to the West Coast and Puerto Ricans and New York and Dominicans go up. Uh, well, I, I mean, I have a cousin who's Mexican. My Costa Rican side, we're all half. My so craziest friend is Mexican and Puerto Rican, which is even crazier. 
So it, it, a, a lot of it has to do with it's it's a it's like a it's like classism almost. Like yeah, like, is, yeah that's like, what it Mexicans is. Mexicans think they're a higher class than most other people, or they think lower of smaller countries. You know, like the East Coast, like you said, is very Caribbean, very Cuban, very Dominican, very Puerto Rican. You know, and it. it I mean, imagine I, I fall in a realm where my people don't even, my people barely exist. And if I get any type of recognition for my country, it's, oh my God, Pura Vida from Costa Rica. And then, oh my God, you're Salvadorian, you're MS-13, MS you're, you're a gang member. Like, so um, the fact that, the, the fact that you're all, at the end of the day, Latino, that never, that, that, that's not a unity point. Point. It should be, but it, but it really isn't for the most part. generations, it's not. Which is the crazy thing? Kayla hit it on the head. It's more classist than racist. Yeah, I think our generations have mixed uh, with each other a little bit more, and so we're more American. All of us are more open-minded, but also the fact that bro, and it's just you know how people like when they move when you move out the hood or whatever. There's people that like generationally, and I know this happens with a lot with second and like third generation Mexicans they get so like close to whiteness that then they start seeing themselves as like the elite Latinos. You get what I'm saying? And so I yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. happens, you know, in every culture, like even black people, some people would say that that's what, that's what it is with them. Like they got so close to like wanting to be white that now that they, they feel like they got to reinforce that. I mean, it's very simple, what? like simple yeah. to the point. Imagine right now we've been, we've gone from being Hispanics because that's originally what we were classified as, Hispanic. That turned into Latino. Latino turned into a masculine term, da 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 and now you have the new age millennial Latinxes, which are the ones trying to create some type of that unification, but necessarily <coughs> now added a different level of that same classism. <coughs> like, see, and, and, and the whole reason why I brought this up Again, I don't mean to sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but the whole reason why I brought this up is, again, because Rick listens to the podcast. One of the things, one of the arguments that I've always had with Andy, which never made sense to me, and just like what you just said, you went from this kind of Latino to that kind, to that kind, to that kind. Black people have gone from colored to black to Negroes to niggas to African-Americans. So everybody, whether you're Asian, Hispanic, black, whatever your nationality is, it feels like we're all struggling to get the scraps of white acceptance yeah, because yeah. somehow that's royalty. Somehow when we are, you know, when we get that acceptance that we, we, we get, we fighting so hard for those crumbs that it's like, don't we see they treat us all the same? And I, and I want to be careful because I don't want to make it seem like all white people. I'm talking about the racist ones. But this country has a history of deep racism. Why is it that I mean, blacks the, don't like Latinos? The middle Asians of, don't like blacks? Because everybody we were, hates niggas. Well, hold on. Everybody hates niggas. But yet, the same people, minorities that are hating us, they talk about y'all too. The same way. They feel like we about y'all too. That's one of, the, one of the points where I don't agree with, with you. I mean, I grew up in East Harlem. I grew up in Harlem. And... My grew up, I grew up in black culture. I listened to hip hop, you know. I, 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 was, I was into that, immersed into that culture before I even learned about my heritage, 
So I it's not that everybody hates black people. But you gotta understand something, what you just said. You as are in that. Everybody yep. as a whole ain't in hip hop culture. Yeah. No. Everybody don't think like you think. Grow up the way you grow up. That's not the majority. So like there's a war going on it where is a lot of Mexicans are just considered a like minority. Bro, it, but I, I feel like it has to do with what you what you said earlier too, the competition. So we, we are taught that we are in competition with each other for like this proximity to whiteness. You feel me? Yeah. Be close to like this. I'm saying like culturally. Some of us now in our generations are like, we, we don't I don't wanna be that like I don't necessarily need to be close to that. Like the problem is that Especially in even in the in the fields that we're in, you know, like that is seen as like that's where the money's at too. You know, like the, I feel like there's a there's a thing of competing for resources. You know, like there's all there's all this abundance of stuff that we could do together as people, like, as people of color. But the mentality that we taught that we're taught is that we're in competition for like the spots that are for minorities. And that's why we're never gonna get anywhere. And I'm talking about Latinos, Blacks, Asians. Well, I, I, I think I think we I think we'll get somewhere, but these conversations need to be had. Absolutely. You know, because I, I, I think too many people live in denial about what it really is. But I know even in being in a show business, I mean, how many how many Latin talk show how many Latin nighttime talk show hosts are there? Not one. How many Asian? Not one. How many Indian? Not one. Arsenio was our only one. And he's gone. So it's like the roles, the opportunities that exist for minorities are so seldom and few. And we've been stereotyped and we've been made fun of that again, why aren't we looking at that as, yo, we're in this together as opposed to, hey, I'm Latin. I'm not gonna like you because you're black because in order for me to get white acceptance, I have to act like they do. I have to believe as they do. I think that the generation that Jayla mentioned it, Latinx, that's the generation that we're in. That's what we're striving for, honestly. My wife, she serves, um, my, wife, my wife works in the advertisement industry. She serves on a board of a nonprofit organization that is all they do is they help minorities get into the ad industry. Because 12, 15 years ago, the ad industry was sued for lack of diversity. So, the generation now, I'm talking about people who are maybe under the 30s, they're trying to get diversity and inclusion. That's the big thing that's going to happen, that's been happening for the last four or five years. And some of these roles that are going up, that's why you're seeing, you know, the transgender community, the LGBTQ, Latin, Blacks. That's why you're seeing all those roles, like people are taking a closer look at those roles. And for me personally, if somebody says, oh, I'll take on your podcast. Joe Rogan came to me today. Joe Rogan's a white man. Joe Rogan's like, Rick, I'm starting a network. I want your podcast on my network. But you got to be X, Y, and Z. You can't be A, B, and C the way you are. I would turn him down. I think we need to stick to our guns, stick to your culture, promote your culture. That's what this show does. You know what the problem is? E easy, easier said than done. Easier well, said than done. I understand that. Easier said than done. I understand that. But Aries hit it on the nail, though. We need to keep having these conversations as uncomfortable as they are. Because at the end of the day, I, like, I'm in a situation where I was, my parents decided to leave New York to go to Florida to put us in a white world in Boca Raton, Florida, and grow up white Boca and grow up whatever way that was. 
And I still found myself trying to get the culture, trying to come to New York, trying to live in Harlem and live in the Bronx and do all of these other things. But it was for me because I wanted that education. Like I wanted to be like, yo, I want to know more. Like they look like me, they act like me, but I, I, I'm not from there. Um, and now I have the issue where I am raising an Afro-Latina daughter. She's Costa Rican, Salvadorian, and Puerto Rican. And when I want to speak up for Afro-Latinos or for Black people or for African-Americans, I get looked at like, yo, pretty girl, white girl, shut up. Go sit down. <clears throat> and it's not fair when at the end of the day, my grandfather, I come from Costa Rica, when I don't... <clears throat> That was one of the first places I ever went in the world that I completely appreciated because my aunt has green eyes and blonde hair. My grandfather has dark hair and blue eyes. And guess what? My step-grandfather, my grandmother, everybody else in my family is black. And it was so beautiful to see all of those places uniting, all those colors. And they, they didn't care. They were just who they were. And seeing that different colorism here and the classism and having all of that, it's having these conversations and breaking that down. But again, we need to unite in these conversations in order for that to happen. So Jayla, you said you're, you're, you're culture wise. You're, you are what you're, what are your nationalities? I'm from, I'm Central American. So my, my parent, my mom is from El Salvador and my dad's from Costa Rica which are two day and nights. There are no black people in El Salvador and in Costa Rica. We were at one point, all the immigrants from Jamaica were fleeing during their war and their civil time that they came to what is a huge spot in Costa Rica. So we have a lot of, uh, we are a melting pot of cultures. Now, okay, so El, Sal El Salvadorian and Costa Rica, you're both those things. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and you said the people would say to you, white girl, be quiet and go sit down. As a Latin woman, I know how crazy you bitches are. You got double dose in you, and you let them tell you to sit down. I know you went. I know you went Scarface on them. <laughs> it's it, you know obviously there's times and places for that, and when you're trying to make that point, sometimes having and and that's another thing. I think we're all. It's it's we have to break what I. It's a generational cycle because we're conditioned to a lot of these things. I think a lot of us are raised. So like, you know, like they said, like, oh, the Blanquita, let's keep the race and da, 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 whatever. Um, it's breaking those generational cycles and saying like, yo, like, let's keep it moving forward. Like, where, where how can we grow in this? You One know, thing and, I and, don't, I'm sorry, Jen. One thing I subscribe to is the changing of the labels and making things cute. You know, I believe we're all Latinos. When you start to say, I'm Afro-Latino, I'm this type of Latino, or I'm that type of Latino, that's when you're going wrong. The same thing with minorities. We're all considered minorities in the U.S., right? That includes Blacks, Asians, and Latinos, right? When you start to divide yourself, that's where sometimes you need that let's get together and all that. That sounds cute, but you need somebody to enforce that shit. to be like, nah, Afro-Latino, you're, you're Latino. That's what you are. Yes, Latino is of Hispanic, Spanish, and African descent mixed into one. That's what it basically is. So I think when we start to <coughs> those things, that's when I'm like, ah, I don't subscribe to that one. But Latin, yeah. I understand what they're trying to get to. They're trying to do diversity and inclusion. They're trying to tell our Latin heritage and our story. And there are Afro-Latinos. Like I have a, a, a close friend of mine. That's what he considers himself. And I, nothing but respect. That's what he considers himself. That's fine. 
but I feel at the end of the day, you need to be what you are. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, look, <clears throat> at the end of the day, everybody should be proud about being who they are. Uh, I just wish there was more unity. unity, unity within the races because, and again, I don't want this to come off like I'm trying to paint all white people as evil monsters because they're certainly not. Uh, but it's just amazing how, how we just all are trying to like demean each other when it's like we should be eating from the same trough because we're all treated and seen the same way by the enemy. So yes, that's been my, my, my pet peeve. Like, why are we trying to separate, you know, each other? Like, Latinos and Blacks, we forget Asians, right? Asians are in a different, <laughs> different category. Let's just be honest. They're, they're, but yeah, they, they, are, they, are, they are, but they, but they too have been depicted in movies it's, and in media negatively when stereotypes and, and fucked up. Yeah. So, again, and, and I know that a lot of Asians don't like Black people. We're like the most hated race on the planet. Because again, it's acceptable in order to be deemed at a high level, you can't like niggas. Those are the Paul, rules. Paul Mooney said it best. Nobody wants to be a nigga, but everybody wanna be a nigga. And he said, my, one of my favorite lines is, is when he, he is- 100% uh, correct with it. When he is Latinos go, I'm not black, I'm not black. He like, motherfucker, Latinos ain't nothing but niggas that can swim. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, so it's like, you know, yeah, we all the same, man. One, you were having that argument for those, you guys don't listen to the pot. Andy is Mexican and he's also Jewish, right? Um, but when he's giving the Latino point of view to the audience of Spears and Steinberg, it, they're, they're just like combating his point of view. So when I hear those arguments between you and Andy, I wish sometimes I could be like, listen, let me give you the perspective. Like one time you were asking, is there a phrase that says my nigga, basically? Or my right. in Spanish is de lo mio. But like, Dominicans Dominican oh. say de lo mio. That like that's my dog, that's my nigga. De lo right, mio. But does it mean does it specifically mean my dog or my nigga? My nigga. Like yeah. the guy, there's a guy that created a sneaker for Nike. And he told Nike, like, oh, this is my boy. I have an interview with him. I'll send you the clip. When he was pitching it to Nike, Nike was like, I don't know if we could use that phrase because we heard that this is what it means. But realistically, mm. when somebody says, like, crazy, de lo mio peso not, like, that person, that's my nigga personally. That's, right. that's what it means for us, for Dominicans. Right. And there's a phrase like that for every <clears throat> Latin, like for Puerto Ricans, for Cubans for everybody. So when you were going through that argument with Andy, I was like, man, let me, I wish I could like, listen, <laughs> let me give you the Latino point of view. Boom. Right. Not to say that he's not, cause he very much is. It's just like, I get also sometimes see me, people look at me and they're like, oh, you, um, was the phrase craze? You pass, you're past. You you could pass for this, or you could do that. Or you, but at the end of the day, when I open my mouth, no, I can't. <laughs> like, you see me like, oh, yes, yes. Rick, Rick, like, you can walk in. You can walk in. All right, good looking, man. What? Nah, you got to go back outside with the rest of Latinos and the rest of Blacks. I could pass for it physically the way I look, but the person that I am, I don't think so. <clears throat> 
I think you're white, bro. <coughs> I think white, Rick. No, he ain't got no white. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't see no white nigga. That, that, no, that beard is struggle, nigga. <laughs> yeah, no, that that beard's got history written all over it. Trust me, he ain't right. <laughs> but hey, I, listen, fellas, um, I love y'all, man. I, I, I gotta, I gotta get back to the kids. Uh, anything else y'all want to cover before I, I dip? No, no, no. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on. Hopefully, when you you're in New York, we do this personally. Yeah, I didn't know y'all was in New York, man. I always love doing in studio more than more yeah. than the phone, because you know a lot of times people are asking me on the phone to do impressions, yeah. and it just never sounds, it never translates it's the same way as being here on the mic. So yeah. I, I definitely look forward to, to coming in. Where y'all? Where do y'all do it at? Like, what, what? What's the city? In Washington, in, in Manhattan. We do it in Manhattan. Okay, all the way uptown. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I definitely look forward to that, man. You got my number. Uh, real quick, y'all, uh, the Spears and Steinberg podcast, The Jew and the Jerk. It's available through iTunes, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon, Spearsburg.com. Hit me up in my, in my DMs on Instagram, and I'll send you the link personally. Uh, Benny, uh, Rick, Lewis, Jayla, thank y'all so much, man. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate it. No doubt. Anytime, man. Mikasa Sukasa. Likewise. And how you say it in, in Dominican, my nigga? De lo mio. De lo mio. De, de lo mio. Yeah, there you go. De lo All right, de lo mio. <laughs> I'm walk up to every Hispanic I know and just go, de lo mio. <laughs> If you wanna, if you wanna emphasize on that, you gotta put personal at the What's end. What's that mean? Personally. So you say de lo mio personal. Yeah. Uh, personal. Personal. Perfect. Yep. Almost okay. sounds Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, de lo mio you love you love Italians, Aries. You got you got I love, them, them, motherfucker. I love them, man. I love them. They niggas. They 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 and them be the ones in the most denial. Mm -hmm. Big noses, leather chains, leather jackets, gold chains, and Cadillacs. Nigga, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> Track suits. There you oh. go. <laughs> Yo, well, I appreciate the time, my brother. No doubt, no doubt. Spears and Steinberg. It comes on on every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, new episode. Sometimes they do a special and they drop a Thursday episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every yeah, but yeah. Andy Steinberg, the podcast. You can find it anywhere. I'll put a link on our on our uh, Instagram, Facebook, also. Decimated by Sanad. I know I fucked that whole thing up, but you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, Joe. Bye, right, Aries. No Bye. doubt. All right. <laughs> Yo. Bro, we held that nigga hostage for like an hour and a half, bro. Yeah. I know. He said, Yo, I'm only going to do 20 minutes. Speak at 20 minutes. I'm only doing 20 minutes. I was like, all right, Aries. I, mean, I kept texting you like, good job. Crap. That's what that means. Good job. I didn't know that nigga was weak. We're going to have Mark Reigns on the show. And I got some special things happening on the side. It'll be our 60th episode, season five. Loud and live, Jayla Sandoval. I can't hear you. Benny Banks, Chris Boogie, Clarence, Trees Productions, Wasworth Entertainment Group. Craze, take us home. Yo, con mucho, pero mucho amor. Amor. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. See you next Tuesday. Thanks,